On this episode of the Remote Millionaires Podcast, I cover getting the right people on the bus. Yes, your business is the bus, and if you are going to grow and scale and build an effective remote digital marketing agency, you have got to have the right people on that bus. But how do you properly vet, find high-quality talent that you can afford? Well, I'm going to go through that process of how we vet in the interview, how we, the questions we ask, the checklist we follow, the steps we take to make sure that when we ultimately bring a person onto our team, they are going to be a rock star and a long-term team member. Now, does this process work? Well, in our business, uh, no one that currently works for our company has been with us for less than a year. So yes, this process does produce high quality, highly motivated rock star people for your team. So grab a cool drink, sit back and enjoy this episode of the Remote Millionaires Podcast. You're listening to the Remote Millionaires Podcast, the show for aspiring and established entrepreneurs looking to create and scale six and seven figure success online without being chained to a job, location, or computer. That's right. We're going to show you how to build wealth from anywhere. I'm your host, Tom Gaddis. Let's dive in. Hey, aloha. Tom Gaddis here back with another episode of the Remote Millionaires podcast. And on this episode, I'm going to be discussing getting the right people on the bus. So when you're building a remote business, we're going to be relying on team members outsourcing. It's a critical part of the process, right? We have to be able to uh, take some of the work off our plate, hand it off to team members so that we can focus on the things that really make the business grow. In our case, in the beginning, you know, we started with outsourcing our fulfillment and getting help there so we could really focus our time and energy on sales and scaling the business as quickly as possible. Now we've started to outsource that process as well. But how do we find really great people? You know, we hear from uh, students inside Remote Billionaires all the time. Sometimes they'll say like, oh, well, I tried outsourcing, but I didn't have luck. You know, I found a really crummy person or it didn't work out or there's no good people out there to hire. And I'm here to tell you that there are. In fact, we have several members of our team that have been with this for, gosh, over five years. In fact, I don't think we have anyone currently on our team right now that has been with us for less than a year. So these are long-term, long-term team members. And, you know, it was interesting the other day, one of our team members posted a thing and she was talking about how she felt like working here was like a family and she was so grateful for the community and the, the, the culture that we've created here. And, and that culture starts with getting the right people on the bus and your business is the bus, right? So I'm going to talk about how we do that. So typically, uh, when we're looking for people to bring into our team, we, we go to Upwork. That's where we post our jobs. I'm not going to get into the details of that. Uh, what we're going to talk about today is when we post a job on Upwork and someone responds and we have applicants that have that have started to come in, how do we start to evaluate those people and make sure uh, that when we eventually hire someone, we've hired the, the, the best person possible? So to answer that question effectively, we have to go back to the very beginning of this process and know 
that once we post a job on a job platform like Upwork or online online jobs PH or any other platform where we're where we're act indeed where we're actively looking to hire someone, everything that happens from that point on is part of the interview process. So the minute someone submits an application, we are constantly evaluating what's going on. So we're going to look at their applications. We're going to make sure they answered all the questions. They had the correct qualifications. They understood the job posting. They didn't just you know, reply to it without reading it. We're looking for some indication that they read it, that they know what they're applying for. We're looking at their skill levels. We're going to open up a line of communication once we do that. In Upwork, it's it's pretty straightforward. You can start messaging the person. Once we start message, messaging them, we're going to be looking at things like how, do, how quickly do they respond? How's their communication through messaging? Does, you know, does it all make sense? Does it all seem like they have good communication skills? That's a critical skill, right? And then we are going to schedule an actual in-person interview. This is critical to finding the right people scheduling an in-person interview. This is how you will really find the rock stars. Every time we've skipped a step, the person hasn't worked out. But every time we do this step, and that is talk to them in person, they always, uh, almost always end up being a valuable member of our team. Now, uh, I want to go back uh, one little step as well, because if you are, you might be thinking, well, Tom, you know, like, this sounds like it's going to take a lot of time. Like, it sounds like it's going to work. It doesn't really take a lot of time. It's not really that difficult, but you don't want to be under pressure to get this done as quickly as possible. That's why we always recommend looking for your, your team members, your fulfillment people, if that's what you're hiring, before you actually need them. And this is where we came up with the context of building a Rolodex. Finding people and vetting them and having them on standby, not officially hiring them, but having them on a Rolodex on standby so that when we need them, we've already vetted them, right? Like we can just reach out to be like, hey, we have a project, we have a client, we need your help, but we we already know they're going to be good. So you want to start this process sooner rather than later. A lot of people think like, oh, I'm going to hit a certain level of business and then I'll start outsourcing. But typically, they wait until the workload is so great on them, the pressure is so intense, they just want to get help. And so you tend to rush this process of vetting because you just want to get a, a person in there to help you out, and you tend to go through people. So don't do that. Start this process sooner rather than later. Remember, once you post a job and somebody replies, everything they do is part of the interview process. And then let's talk about where we go from there. So I mentioned... Uh, I mentioned messaging them through chat, right? So usually our typical process is we will reach out to the person via chat and uh, we will ask them a few questions, right? Like, hey, we really appreciate you applying. Can you tell me what your time zone of your, you know, is what your current workload is? What, you know, do you have a part-time job? If they have that, if they're leaving a job, we ask questions to find out why, because this could be a potential red flag, right? Also, if somebody's not going to work out, we want to know as soon as possible, right? So if they have other work, if their workload's high, those are things that we want to delve a little deeper into. If they're leaving a job, why? All those things. We want to do that, right? We ask things like, what's your internet connection like? Do you ever experience network issues like losing, losing service for periods of time? And uh, if they're in an area with potential issues, uh, ask, 
Like, do you have a backup in case of an internet outage? Like, what would you do, right? What would you do? Okay, so those are things that we typically ask during our initial chat outreach back and forth. Again, we are, we are, we're looking for quality people. So we do not ignore red flags. If somebody's having those issues, they're not communicating clearly. We just say, hey, we appreciate it. We're going to look at your interview. We'll get back to you. And we move on to the next candidate. We're looking for those rock star people, right? And you will know them when you see them. So now that we've got that early, let's talk a little bit about what we do in this actual interview when we bring the person in. So we have a little bit of a checklist we go through for interviews. So number one, before the interview, we review our job description to ensure it's an accurate reflection of the job. What Were we good in our job description? Uh, was the applicant's applicant? Uh, we review the applicant's application and their resume. So we look at all of that stuff. And then uh, we go through a list of interview questions uh, that we do. And I'm going to go over some of those in a minute. So before the interview, we want to review the job description. We want to look at the application from the person. We want to look at their resume. And then we kind of want to review uh, the, the questions that we're going to ask so that we're prepared to do an effective interview. Now, during the interview... Right? We want to make sure that we are in a good environment and have the necessary tools to do the interview effectively. So we want to make sure we're in a quiet place where we're not going to be interrupted. We're going to want to have a notepad and a pen and paper to take notes. We're going to want to print out their resume, their application. We're going to want to have that stuff handy. I also like to have a list of the interview questions so that if I forget, like I don't rely on my brain, we want to be able to look and say, okay, we need to ask this, this, and this, right? We want to start the interview on time, Okay. We want to check with the applicant to see what their time limitations are before we begin. So when we start the interview, hey, how much time did you set aside for this interview, right? So we want to make sure we're good there, right? At the beginning of the interview, we want to try to make them feel comfortable. So, you know, maybe we uh, want to make them feel at ease, talk a, a little bit about what they do, what they have going on, that type of stuff. We're going to ask our questions. I'm going to go through some of those questions for you here in a second. Um, but some of the the essential things we want to cover in the interview are like the job description and their ability to perform that job, their past work experience, their availability, their schedule. Those are key things. Time zone and our expectations as to their response time. So we really want to set ourselves up for success from the very get-go and, and let a person know like, hey, when we send a message, we re respect a response and a reasonable amount of time. And as we're doing the interview, we are also watching how their like their time things to response and stuff. Again, everything is the interview, right? And then um, after we ask the questions, we review the job description, we discuss their expectations. Uh, we can ask them if they have any questions about it, right? A couple of things uh, to avoid is you want to avoid making statements that could be uh, alleged to create a contract of employment. Okay, so. When you're describing the job, avoid using terms like permanent, lifetime, or long-term. Don't do that. Don't make excessive assurances regarding job security. Like we don't, you know, we want to be very upfront, authentic, and ethical about what we're doing. Avoid statements that employment will continue as long as certain conditions or goals are satisfied or as long as the employee does a good job, right? Um, don't do that stuff. Near the end of the view, ask the applicant if they have any questions for you. At the end, inform them uh, what the next steps of the interview process are, right? And if possible, give them an approximate time frame by which they'll be contacted. Take lots of notes so you don't have to rely on your memory and then get back to them when you say you're going to do. Very important. Just like it's a process of us interviewing them, they're also interviewing us. So 
we want to come across as prepared, professional, and someone good to work for, right? Now, after the interview is over, uh, don't overrate the last person you interview, right? Like evaluate all of them. Realize that each person's unique. Don't try to find a clone of the person you're replacing. So if you already have some rock stars on your team, right? Remember, people are going to be different. You're not going to be able to find that exact same person. That's um, that's really what we're talking about here. And don't let one negative trait overshadow more positive ones. Everyone has good and bad traits, right? So uh, what are the more valuable traits in a team member, right? Well, we want somebody that's going to be quick to respond, that's going to work hard, that they're, they're going to want to do a good job. They may not necessarily be the best at some other things. So we want to make sure we do that, right? So that's kind of our little checklist for the interview and the interview process. And now let me just go over some of the questions that that you should be asking uh, your potential team members. You want to ask things like, do you have experience with this type of project or this type of job? What do you consider your core skills and services? Right? Like, what are you the best at? What is outside of your scope? So what if I, you know, what is something that you're not good at? What time zone are you in? And what hours are you available? How quickly do you respond during working hours. You want to make notes of all that because once you start this relationship, if you do go on to hire this person and you find and you discover that what they told you in the interview doesn't match the actions they're taking, then we want to bring that up as quickly as possible and say, hey, you know, we've been in this this uh, relationship for two weeks. And when I send you a message, it's taking you three days to respond. But back in the interview, you told me you would respond within 24 hours. Like, what's going on here? Because, again, we want to know as soon as possible if the person's not going to work out so we can move on and find somebody who will work out, right? Uh, how do you handle the situation when you may not know how to complete a task? So let's say I give you a task and you're not sure what to do next. How would you handle that? What would you do if you had a deadline and your computer or internet suddenly crashed? Right. So what do you do if everything goes dark? How do you do that? What methods do you prefer for communication? Where, where can I message you? What's the best? Right. Tell me about a professional setting uh, you worked in where people had different communication styles. Your inbox is flooded with messages. How do you prioritize which ones to respond to first? How do you manage relationships with difficult team members? Remember, oftentimes these people, even if it's the first hire at your at your business, eventually they're going to be working with others. So we want to know these things. Are they going to be able to get along and, and do a good job? Again, we hired one person and that was our first hire, but now we have 29 people working for us and that person's been here the whole time. Because we asked these questions early and we vetted this person correctly, we haven't had any issues as we brought on additional team members, right? Uh, we asked them things like, tell me about a time you proactively addressed a client's needs. Like, let's say that they're on a project and they see something that needs to be addressed. What would, how, how would they proactively go out? Have they done that before, right? And then, do you have any references I can contact? Do you have some past, past clients that I can talk to? All of those uh, questions can help. And there's a lot more. You may want to Google great interview questions. Uh, you can do that as well. You can use the ones that I talked about here. Now, let's talk about a little bit of a sensitive subject, and that's when it comes to pay, because we do want to talk to them about pay, right? A lot of times we'll set what we're going to pay or people respond and say what they want to get paid. So when we talk to potential applicants and we do want to touch on pay, but our goal here is not to aggressively try to talk them down. Okay. 
we're just checking if the number was just a number they're pulling out of thin air. Because a lot of people will just make up a number and say, hey, this is what I want, you know, $100 an hour with, without any thoughts. So, you know, we'll say something like, so in regards to your hourly rate, is that uh, is that locked in at that price or is there a little bit of flexibility? And then we just wait for their response, right? So again, we're not trying to aggressively get them to agree to work for us for a lot less than, they're, than they they want to, but we just want to know like, well, wh where are we at with that number, right? And sometimes we've been able to get great people in at a lower cost per hour, and then eventually we've raised their pay over time as they've performed. Now, look, when we close the interview, uh, you just want to say, look, okay, with my business, I'm in the process of closing my first projects in the next few weeks. Once I'm ready to move forward with these projects, can I contact you? I'm looking to start a long-term relationship for handling projects as they come. And that's how we kind of bring them into our Rolodex and how we wrap up the unit. Again, we want to interview, we want to talk to multiple people. We don't want to take the first person we find. We want to give ourselves enough time to do this. If you follow the little checklist I went over, if you follow these interview questions, if you do the critical step of getting on a live call with the person, it will greatly increase your chances of success. Whenever we skip those seemingly, uh, those things that seemingly did make that like, oh, well, we don't need to do a live interview. We need the person right away. We've always regretted it. So make sure you do all of those steps along the way. Awesome. Well, listen, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of the Remote Millionaires podcast. Uh, if you did, go to wherever you listen to uh, your podcast and leave me a review. I'd really appreciate that. You can also find notes about this episode at remotemillionaires.com forward slash podcast. Just click on episode 25. You'll see the notes, uh, any links, anything about that that we talked about in this episode. And then... If you are interested in letting us help you grow your own remote digital marketing agency, uh, we'd love to talk to you and see if it's a good fit. All you have to do is go to remotebillionaires.com, fill in an application, and someone from our team will reach out and we can see if it, if it makes sense. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Remote Billionaires Podcast. My name is Tom Gaddis. I'll see you here next week. Same time, same channel. Stay safe. Practice aloha. And thanks again for listening to this episode of the Remote Millionaires Podcast. Now, if what you heard today resonates with you and you want to continue the conversation, then I want to personally invite you to click the link below and schedule your free Remote Millionaires business development call where we'll analyze your business and your situation and show you exactly how to accelerate your results and build a wildly successful business you can run from anywhere. Until next time.